0: Are you ready to get into the Word of God? Did you know when we receive tithes and offerings, that's not something we do apart from our worship. That is our worship. Your giving has as much to do with your worship as you're lifting your hands and saying, thank you, Jesus, I love you. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. Amen. The Scriptures has more to say about money than it does about any other subject, and, and in fact, uh, more than what the Bible has to say about heaven and hell combined. But then the thing is, is that when you start looking at all those scriptures about money, say money, money. did you know that ain't a, that ain't a bad word? <laughs> say it again, money, 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 money. 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 We're going to say it until it feels all right with you. <laughs> Well, I just don't think money's all that important. All right, then just just tell your boss when you go back to work Monday. Just say, you know what? Forget about my paycheck. (laughs) No, you know it's important. Quit acting all like it ain't. Like you're spiritual. You don't. Come on, it is important. Amen. I mean, it's the it's it's how you it's how you do things here. You know what I'm saying? And if you had more, you could do more. Amen. Now there's people that have more and and are doing less. But that don't mean that other people shouldn't have more that have the intention to do right with it. I mean, we have a president that wants to outlaw guns. Come on, because of the few crazy wackos. You know, not everybody is certifiable uh, uh, insane. Some people are just wicked. You know, there's a difference. Did you know there's a difference? You can't just chalk it up and say, well, they must be crazy. No, they they might be wicked. And they might know exactly what they're doing. Come on. But we're, we don't want to stand up and say there's wickedness in the world because then there's something we got to change about ourselves. Come on. But if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if we can put a, a terminology on it, if we can define it, if we can put it within a medical uh, a condition... Um, then, then the responsibility is off me. Oh, y'all don't want me to... Come on. It's a little bit too early in the game this morning for me to be getting like this. Amen. But some people's just wicked. And you don't take, you don't take guns out of the hands of good men and women because of the few wicked people that want to do wicked things. Because then... How many of know wicked people don't care about no-gun zones? And if you're going to have a gun, free gun zone, I don't think there might be a problem with that. But you need to have some guards up there with some guns. Amen. Glory to God. And so, hey, look, what got me on that? <laughs> Anyways, uh, the, the, the only thing is, is that, you know, you, just because people do stupid things with money. Doesn't mean money's evil. It's the few people that's doing the wrong things with it that are wrong. Amen. Money is a good thing. Amen. Say money is a good thing. (laughs) It is a good thing. I know that's hard on your religious mind to say. Amen. But through the teaching of the word and conditioning of the word. Amen. See, it's all about you just wanting to please God and do what he wants you to do with it. That's what matters. Seeking him first. His kingdom and his righteousness. And he said, all these things will be added unto you. He's not talking about spiritual things. He's talking about the things that the world's seeking after. He says, they're going to be added to you. Amen. And, and the Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, I believe it is, it says, uh, maybe it is Proverbs, said, money is a defense. Money is a defense. Amen. I mean, there's a lot of things you can prevent if you've got some money. There's some things you can't prevent if you don't have it. Now, God, in his grace and his, you know, uh, presence, he can protect you from things. But, but you know, uh, I'm concerned about money you don't have that you should have had. I'm concerned about the money you don't have that you should have had. Now, God can protect you in your ignorance. But if you should be learning about things, but your religious mindset's keeping you from going further, now you're responsible for something even if you don't have what it takes to overcome it. Does that make sense to you? So I'm not so concerned about the money you don't have that you don't know is yours. I'm, I'm concerned about the money you don't have that you should have. Amen. <laughs> you're not only, did you know you're not only going to be held accountable for what you hear? You're going to also be held accountable for what you didn't hear that you should have heard. <laughs> I said, you're going to be held accountable for what you didn't hear that you should have heard. And that's the reason why the scripture says, Hebrews 10, 25 says, forsake not the assembling together yourselves as the manner of some is. I don't want to be like some is. Amen. I've seen the condition of some is. Amen. I don't want none of that. Some is they, They might look like they're doing real great for a little while. The some is. They might even think they're in God's will because they're making more money now. But did you know money was never intended to be a sign that God was pleased with your lifestyle or your relationship with Him? No, there's people you can get money more than one way. But when you get in the presence of God and you and you have peace with God and your relationship's right with God, money and increase in all areas, not just money, but in all areas, will be a fruit. Okay, but just because some people have money, don't mean that that's fruit. Fruit is money but just because money doesn't mean it's fruit does that make sense see it's it's about it's not about the money it's about where did it come from how did i acquire it matthew 6 33 seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you that's fruit see second corinthians 9 8 my god is able and excuse me it says and god is able to make all grace abound towards you That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, would abound unto every good work. That's charitable donations. When you see needs, you're able to just give without checking your uh, bank account. How many like to be able to just give without checking to see if you had it? Woo! Oh, my gosh. Amen. That, That is just an awesome feeling. That's the reason why Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Because until you, you, you might have received and experienced joy. He didn't say it wasn't blessed to receive, by the way, did he? He said it's more blessed. <laughs> can you be more or less blessed? I said, can you be more or less blessed? Which do you prefer? <laughs> Jesus said, it's more blessed. More blessed. I didn't know you could get more blessed, but Jesus said it's more blessed. More blessed to give than it is to receive. And that's one of the scriptures people have used to to criticize the, quote, prosperity message. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Well, let's see how long that works for you when you run out of stuff to give because you ain't receiving. Some people, man, if they thought twice, they'd be the smartest people in their family. (laughs) What do you mean by that? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the reason why it's more blessed. Say more blessed. How many want to be more blessed this morning? Amen. I'm not just trying to. We done took up the offering, y'all. Don't worry. All right. So just loosen up and just receive what I got to tell you this morning. All right. It, it'll change your life. Amen. But being a doer of the word will change your life, not being a hearer only. Amen. And listen, this ain't about getting you to do something for me. This is about getting you in a position where God can do something for you. Amen. God does for me. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it's because for over 20 years I've proven this lifestyle of faith. I've operated to the best of my ability for the most part, you know, I can't say I've always done my uh, the best I knew to do, but but he's merciful. He's graceful. Amen. Um, and we're just striving, you know, and we and we and we, we we pick back up where we left off and we just keep plugging on. And, and he doesn't, um, you know, discount our faithfulness because of a few missteps. Amen. Thank God. Amen. So don't get all down on yourself because, well, you may not have been as faithful as you know you should have been. Repent. That's the reason why the Bible says repent. First John one says confess if we confess our sins, you know, a sin. Don't think of a sin is just we always think of the most wicked, most vile things when we think of sin, the most obvious uh, thou shalt not, you know. But did you know sin? The Bible says anything outside of faith is sin. That means that you could do something good if you didn't do it in faith. What is it? Let's talk about that a minute. Why is it sin simply to not do something in faith? Because anything that you accomplish on your own, it takes the glory away from God. And consciously or unconsciously, you're saying, I did this with my strength. I did this with my ability. So whatsoever is not of faith, what is it? It's sin. And, and when you think of sin as, as this, it, it'll help you understand Because I'm not, I don't believe I'm looking at a bunch of vile heathen in here this morning, Amen. Okay, so sin is simply missing the mark. Missing the mark. Okay, and really when you look into the Greek word of of that, it it, it means to miss the mark. And it's talking about how an archer, uh, if they miss the target, it's called a sin. That's what they called it. In fact, whenever I was in high school, I played a lot of hacky sack. Anybody else in here? Huh? Anybody else in here? Or is that just a Southern California? I could. I could tear it up, boy. Oh. You know, boy, I can get it, man. I know. And, you know, how many you played hacky sack? All right. How many? It's like you're standing in a circle, and, like, the person gets the hacky sack, and it's like they serve it to themselves, and you're like, come really? You're supposed to serve it. Oh, that's another message for another day. But people's all about themselves look what I can do, look what I can do, look what I can do. And everybody's just standing there. But anyway, you're supposed to serve that hacky sack. But when you serve it to yourself, it's called a a hacky sin. So don't think of sin as just some terrible thing you're doing or someone else is doing. Maybe we don't think of ourselves as as being in sin because we don't do the things these other people do. See what I'm saying? So... um, Whatever's not of faith is what? Sin. Because faith connects you to the ability of God. Where you say, I don't care how simple of a task it is, if God doesn't empower me, I can't do it. Amen? And see, in the natural, we think of tasks as just doing the job. But there's more to what God wants to do than just getting that job done. It's what God accomplishes through that and in you through that. So whatever's not a faith is sin because it takes God out of the equation. You could go do something on your own, but if you'll go in the strength and the power of God, then God will make sure you get there when someone else gets there that you need in your life for the next season of your life. So it ain't just about getting the job done, is it? Do you see what I'm saying? Your future has everything to do with the people you meet and the people you're in relationship with. And only God can coordinate those supernatural relationships. Back to what Robert said um, over the offering. He said, you know, there's more said about money than there is about any other subject in the Bible. And it's really true. But when you look at all those instances um, about money, there's more warnings about it than there are promises for it. I said there's more warnings about it than there are promises for it. Now, really, a warning about money is just as promising to me as the promise itself. Come on. Because and how is that? Well, y'all are looking at me because I hadn't told you yet, but <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Oh man. Because why would God spend so much time warning us about something he didn't intend on us having? I mean, um, I don't need warnings about um, outer space flight. Why? Because I probably will never go. So why would the word of God spend so much time warning me about the dangers of money? There's a lot of good things you can do with it, but there's a lot of bad things you could do with it. And God doesn't want us to forget that he's the one who gave us the wealth. And that's where the problem lies right there. Is because we're only thankful to God when we're in a crisis. That's human nature. But then when we start getting our stuff together and we've got some money in savings, we got our kids healed, baptized, and saved. Come on. And our marriage has been healed. And now we're, you know, prospering in business. Now all of a sudden, um, we don't need God anymore. Because we think of God as a crisis God. When he just wants fellowship, he wants relationship in every aspect of our life, whether we're doing good or whether we're doing bad, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. He wants intimate fellowship with us, and he wants to be in every intricate detail of our lives.